Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson podcast. Matt Smith here with you, and it's almost baseball season. And you know what? If you're a follower of Clemson, that is a good thing because it is getting harder and harder to put a positive spin on what's happening to Clemson on the hardwood, of course, taking another loss over the weekend, this time to Notre Dame, 61-57. Amir Sims couldn't participate due to the flu. And despite that, Clemson clawed its way to a seven-point lead but lost it against a pretty good Notre Dame team. Uh, this is a club that we talked about last week that is a can definitely score, averaging 76 points a game in league action. And Notre Dame is not too shabby, but a Clemson team, I just feel like if they'd have had Amir Sims available to them, they could have held that lead. They would have done better on the boards, been more dynamic and versatile defensively, and been able to hold that lead. But give Notre Dame some credit for not quitting, even though Alex Hemingway came off the bench for Clemson and knocked down some long shots, including a and then a two-pointer from the elbow to tie it, but it wasn't enough, and Clemson fell. We'll hear from Brad Brownell later, but you know what? Let's get back to the good stuff uh, happening with Clemson. That's coach's salaries now. Uh, Davos Sweeney made a pledge years ago that he was going to take care of his assistants financially, and that's one of the ways he wanted to build into that pyramid of success and he did it. Clemson now number one in assistant coaches' salaries in the country. And so D- Dabo Sweeney making good on his pledge, taking care of his guys, uh, and losing, yes, Jeff Scott this year, but you, Jeff Scott's ready to take that next step and try to put into action all that he's learned from his dad, Brad Scott, and all that he learned coaching with Tony Elliott and under Chad Morris and with Dabo Sweeney these years. So Jeff Scott gone, but for the most part, Clemson staying intact, uh, elevating Tyler Grisham, giving Tony Elliott the raise, extension to Brent Venables, everything working uh, with at the assistant coach level for Clemson. So number one in assistant coaches' salaries for the Tigers. And in baseball, we talked about it last week, Clemson picked fourth in the ACC tied with Wake Forest. And you can't blame anybody, look, for not picking Clemson ahead of teams like Louisville, who is, uh, has become a superpower in baseball. Florida State, the way they recruit, the way they bring in talent to Tallahassee every single year, and it's Mike Martin Jr.'s first year at Florida State. You've got to believe that Florida State um, has got so much talent uh, because they always do. And then you've got NC State, another team uh, that anticipates making the NCAA tournament. Clemson right there, kind of a fringe bubble team, according to uh, the experts in college baseball. And we'll take a look at that as well in our next segment. And later on this week, we'll start previewing Clemson baseball. We may touch on it a little bit, uh, you know, kind of on the back end of this podcast. Take a look at the schedule. Take a look at some of the, uh, the roles that everybody's going to be playing. I do know that Coach Monty Lee wants to go again with Davis Sharp as a Friday night starter and then work him in at first base because he is, he did say recently, that Davis Sharp is his best option at first base. He's a guy that's going to bat in the middle of that order, probably clean up. And I just, I wonder if there's not a better way, if this doesn't keep Monty Lee up at night, not a better way to handle Davis Sharp. Years ago, uh, Bobby Thigpen was used uh, – 
at Mississippi State as the closer, but also a big-time hitter. I think he hit 21 home runs one season, batted in the middle of that order for Mississippi State. So uh, Bobby Thigpen was kind of used that way, so he, he didn't have to think about pitching until the ninth inning. And also, look, just as a former ball player myself, I'm just thinking if Davis Sharp goes deep on a Friday night, that elbow's throbbing, he's got the ice on it, and then he's got to turn his focus to being the first baseman the next day on a Saturday. It's hard to turn around like that as a pitcher. I know there's something, you know, even Burt Blylevin would uh, would roll his eyes and say, come on, your arm doesn't explode after 100 pitches. You could go out and hit the next day and play first base. Yes, but you want everybody at their optimum. So I just wonder, is it not, and we're going to talk to other uh, people this week about this, other uh, seam heads, baseball experts, those that follow Clemson baseball closely, it, get the opinion, kind of do the group think on this. Just a couple of other options for Davis Sharp. One, I mentioned the closer role. Also the option, what if he started on Sundays? I know you'd love to have him opening the series on a Friday night, but if he were just your first baseman or your DH on Friday, first base or DH on Saturday, then... He can turn around, get his mind right, good night of sleep, turn around and pitch, and then on Monday and Tuesday, he's just resting. And then by Wednesday, he's back playing first base, DHing. Maybe you, you DH him in the midweek games, uh, and that's a good way to make sure his recovery is there. You don't even put him in the field to throw. And then he's back starting at first base on Friday, first base on Saturday, starting pitcher again on Sunday, then back to rest. Just thinking about a way to get him rest because I don't think you want to worry about him in terms of pitch count, in terms of where he is physically as you head later into the season uh, down the stretch April, May, because he's just too important a cog for Clemson, their most talented player, um, arguably their best hitter, best defensive first baseman, and good enough to start on Friday nights in the ACC. We'll do groupthink with that, see what everybody has to say. And when we come back, we're going to dig back into our feature. We're all the way up to the top 10. Top 10 of Clemson's football wins in their 29-game winning streak. We'll go over the 29, the the 29 through 11 very quickly, get into the top 10. And uh, we still have some other people coming up this week. We'll do that. Baseball, here from Brad Brownell on today's Locked on Clemson podcast. So, this is a busy time of month. October, probably the best sports month. But, you know, February, March, not half bad because you get – in February, you've got National Signing Day. Baseball gets back to, you know, to practice, pitchers and catchers report, and then you get the heart of ACC basketball season. And we'll cover, we'll cover all three today on the Locked On Clemson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're already in French field goal range. And Lawrence, thought one, dumps it over the middle. ETN in space. ETN, the 10, Reeves, touchdown, Tigers! A championship drive from the defending champs. Back on the Locked On Clemson podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network. Let's go over our feature. And if you're just new to the podcast, what we've been doing is every now and then, especially when 
Clemson puts out the kind of performance they did in hoops over the weekend, and we just don't want to talk about it, just don't want to dig in to what's going on. We just hope that Amir Sims gets some Tamiflu, gets back out there, and we don't want to dig too deeply into that 61-57 loss to Notre Dame. Instead, we like talking about football. And one of the fun features we've had here recently is that 29-game winning streak that Clemson fans enjoyed, which included a national championship blowout victory over Alabama. We've been ranking each of those 29 wins, and uh, we're approaching the top 10 now. So let's just go over those. Uh, And yes, there are some of these that are debatable, and that's why that when I've revealed the entire list to you. We're going to have some other sports personalities that cover Clemson throughout the state of South Carolina join us so they can champion your thoughts here and just push back on me a little bit. Uh, For instance, I've got 29, the least impressive win, the 77-16 win over Louisville in 2018 because that team was just quitting on Bobby Petrino. I won't go into detail on these. I've done that previously on the uh, other editions of the Locked on Clemson podcast. You can go back through uh, if you want to hear some of my reasoning. If you just can't take it and and you're squeezing the steering wheel as you're driving and listening to this, there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I frustrated you so. You can at least go back and hear me defend these picks. So 29, the 2018 Louisville win. 2018 Furman, 48-7. I've got that at 28. 27, and of course, these goes from least impressive win to most impressive wins. Number 27, 2019 Georgia Tech, 52-14, the season opening win this season. Number 26 on the list of top 29 victories for Clemson in their 29-game winning streak. Charlotte this season, 52 to 10. I'll give the 49ers some credit for the effort there. How about uh, number 25 on the list? Wofford this season, 59 to 14. Earlier this year, a game that I was covering, Clemson at Syracuse on the road, 41 to 6. I've got that at 24 in the top 29 victories in Clemson's 29 game winning streak. Number 23, Boston College earlier this season. They had A.J. Dillon, but they couldn't put up a fight against Clemson. Steve Adazio couldn't compete in games like this, and it is a major reason. He is no longer the head coach at Chestnut Hill. Um, number 22 on the list. How about NC State, 55-10 to 10 earlier this season. Kind of a, a tweener year for Dave Doran and NC State. Uh, Ryan Finley's gone, and they're trying to find their footing again is NC State. We have Will Merritt on. Uh, former All-ACC lineman Will said just he's never scared of NC State. They just don't know how to win. Number 21 on the list of Clemson's top 29 victories in its 29-game winning streak, Wake Forest 2018, 63-3. Number 20 on the list, Duke in 2018. That was 35-6. Don't forget that Duke team won eight games and had a first round NFL quarterback on it. I don't know, maybe if I had this list to do again, I might push that one up a little bit. 35 to 6 over that Duke team. Very impressive. Number 19 on the list. 2019 Wake Forest 52 to 3. How about that? Clemson, if you look at that, the the wins over Wake Forest 21 and 19 on this list. And Clemson gave up 6 points total to Wake Forest in its last two meetings. 
those those are pretty darn good offenses up there in Winston-Salem to hold to six points. Number 18 on the list, Georgia Tech, 2018, 49-21. Uh, I kind of give extra credit for uh, shutting down what funky offenses, especially like Paul Johnson was running in his final season there uh, at Georgia Tech. That offense had given Clemson trouble for years, but then Brent Venables got it figured out. They were recruiting a better class of defensive linemen, which you heard Dabba Sweeney talk about last week when he was talking about the recruiting class. Uh, 2019 Florida State, 45-14, to 14, another team that just flat-out quit against Clemson, but it was a very talented Florida State team, pro-talent you know, in every unit, but they couldn't get anything going against Clemson, so that's a real credit to the Tigers. Number 16, Florida State a season ago, 2018. Uh, extra credit to Clemson for holding DeAndre Francois to 3.8 yards per pass attempt in that game. Number 15 on the list, Clemson's top 29 victories in its 29-game winning streak, Georgia Southern in 2018. So, yes, I've got Georgia Southern higher than either Florida State win. That was a 10-3 and Eagles team. And they beat Appalachian State 34-14. to And they also run a difficult offense to prepare for. But that's what, Dav- that's what Davis Winnie and Brent Vittables have been able to achieve at Clemson is they get NFL talent in terms of recruiting, development, and then they get those guys focused, lined up, buttoned up, ready to play difficult offenses, paying attention throughout the week. A-plus for preparation. They beat Georgia Southern 38-7. to That was a tricky spot, and Clemson gave the Eagles nothing. Number 14 on the list of top 29 victories for Clemson in its 29-game winning streak, 2019 at Louisville, another game I was covering on the road. Louisville played hard. Um, That crowd was hyped up, but they had nothing for the Tigers that day. Number 13, the first time we see South Carolina or an SEC team make the list. South Carolina this season, 2019 Clemson wins 38-3. Not a good Gamecock team, I'll admit. But it was a team that had some NFL talent like Javon Kinlaw, Brian Edwards, Shai Smith, Tavian Feaster. These guys are legit. These guys are, if not, like Javon Kinlaw, first-round NFL talent, they are certainly going to get a look in the league. And Clemson pummeled the Gamecocks 38-3. All right, how about number 12 on the list? Boston College, 2018. Clemson won 27-7 to on the road in a game a long way from home. Chestnut Hill, not an easy place to play, especially in November. So give the Tigers credit there. You take athletes that grew up in places like Florence, South Carolina, Snellville, Georgia, Jennings, Louisiana, and you take them up north to Chestnut Hill in November, a lot of credit to Clemson for taking care of business. 27-7 on the road at Boston College in 2018. 2018 NC State, that was a ranked NC State team. And Clemson worked the Wolfpack 41-7. That is number 11 on our list of top 29 victories for Clemson. Number 10, we enter the top 10 2018 South Carolina, Clemson won 56-35. Again, not a great South Carolina team, but just ask the NFC West about Debo Samuel, 
South Carolina put up some yards against Clemson, yes. But let's not forget the offensive performance that Trevor Lawrence put on. He completed over 75% of his passes through for 393 yards, and he let the Gamecocks know Clemson was owning this game as long as he's under center. Etienne also blazed for 150 yards on the ground as the Tigers put up 744 yards of total offense against a Will Muschamp coached team. Isaiah Simmons had 10 tackles. Number 10, 2018 South Carolina. Clemson wins 56-35. We'll talk about number nine when we come back. This is the Locked On Clemson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Lawrence took a peek downfield, had a lot of room, and breaks a tackle, and is still running. Lawrence in a foot race. Will they catch him? Touchdown, Tigers! Wow! A game-changing play. We're taking a look at Clemson's top 29 victories in their 29-game winning streak, which, of course... Highlighted, punctuated by a blowout win over Alabama. We'll get to that one, but right now we're in the top 10. Quick look at baseball because that's coming up fast. Clemson opens the season this Friday against Liberty and do not sleep on the Flames. This is a Liberty Flames team that a season ago won more than 40 games, won 43 Uh, games last season, made the NCAA tournament, opened last year by taking two of three at Founders Park over South Carolina, was not eliminated from the postseason until they lost a second game uh, in the Tennessee Regional. They beat uh, Tennessee in that regional, as a matter of fact, uh, before falling to North Carolina and Tennessee. I'm sorry, it was the Chapel Hill Regional before uh, falling to Tennessee and Chapel Hill in consecutive games, losing 6-5 to five to Tennessee in 10 innings after outscoring Tennessee 6-1 to one in the first game to move in the winner's side of the bracket. So Liberty is legit. Uh, like I said, they beat South Carolina twice last year. Uh, they were able to beat Duke a couple of times last season. So they're, they're not to be trifled with, and that's what Monty Lee and the Clemson Tigers will be facing to open the season coming up Friday afternoon game uh, happening there at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. So a Friday-Saturday set to open up before Clemson uh, moves on to a pair of midweek games hosting the Citadel and Furman back-to-back. So we'll preview all of that coming up later this week, get some audio in from Monty Lee as well. But back to our feature, top 29 victories for Clemson in its 29-game winning streak. And we just told you, I had at number 10, the win over Clemson, 56-35. to It's a rivalry win, okay? And Trevor Lawrence was awesome. Travis Etienne was, uh, you know, just phenomenal as usual. And Clemson fans, happy to see more of that coming up in uh, the 2020 season as Travis Etienne is going to stay. Trevor Lawrence will be back. It's hard to believe that, isn't it? We're looking at a team in Clemson. So, Go back to this game. Look how important this is. Clemson beat South Carolina 56-35 in 2018. Yeah, the defense fell asleep at the wheel a little bit and let Debo Samuel and Jake Bentley get loose, but that was a time Trevor Lawrence had, had entrenched himself then as the starter. Clemson fans were so excited to see what he could do. Travis Etienne was there, Justin Ross, T. Higgins, and... 
the core of that, Higgins is gone, but the core is back for 2020 national championship, another national championship appearance, and then Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne are still on campus. Not a lot of teams have that, where they can go all the way back to a rivalry victory from two seasons before and then fast forward and have a national championship to their credit, another national championship appearance, wins like they had over Ohio State in the uh, college football playoff semifinal. And then who's playing quarterback? Same guy, Trevor Lawrence. Who's going to be running back? Same guy, Travis Etienne. Oh, how about the guy who exploded onto the scene that season at wide receiver, Justin Ross? He's back as well. So just so much excitement around Clemson, and there should be. All right, number nine. Let's move into the top ten. Number nine on the list, top 29 victories for Clemson. 2018 Pitt ACC Championship 42-10. to 10. I put this ahead of the South Carolina game. I, I know the opponent in Pitt. That's not exciting. There isn't a ton of history between Clemson and Pitt, especially in the ACC. But Clemson just played so well. And if you look back on it, the defense did not have an A-plus performance against the Gamecocks and Jake Bentley and Debo Samuel, as we just talked about. But this was absolutely Clemson and that defensive line planting its flag that they were coming for Alabama, they were headed for the national championship, and there was nothing that anybody could do to stop them. The game was not in doubt for a minute. The game ended at the coin flip. Clemson's defense held Kenny Pickett, pretty good passer, 4 of 16. Kenny Pickett finished 4 of 16 in that game. The only thing Pitt had going for it, I rewatched this uh, game not long ago with those sweet blue and yellow uniforms, kind of the Ironhead Hayward throwbacks, that Dan Marino era. Uh, Pitt never changed those uniforms. Uh, you can you know, update the offense, but not the uniforms. Feel free to, to try that. So number 10, the South Carolina victory in 2018, 56-35. And then the next time the Tigers took the field, it was for the ACC championship, and they ruined Pitt 42-10. All right. We will slow it down and just do one more today. But we'll, we'll try to finish this by the end of this week because um, – I know that you know this has been some slow going, and I don't want to go through too slowly, but I also want to give each game its proper time. But we've got baseball to turn our attention to as well. So a lot of baseball ahead and, uh, and looking at this recruiting class and how it's all going to fit together for Clemson. Number eight in Clemson's top 29 victories in its 29-game winning streak, Virginia this season. That was a ranked Virginia team at number 22, and Clemson clobbered the Cavaliers 62-17. to Now, at the time, again, a game I was covering, I didn't think it was a big deal, but after seeing Bryce Perkins then go out and give Florida's defense issues in the bowl game, I've upgraded this win and what I think about it. So, in the moment, I guess you were, you know, it, this is why it's important to go back and look at these things. In the moment, you're looking Clemson, Big mismatch over Virginia. Big-time favorite in Las Vegas as well. We knew what was going to happen, and Clemson was going to win the game. But think about this now that we have perspective. We also, you know, the focus really was this was just another mini-hurdle for Clemson to leap over gracefully on its way to another national championship game appearance. 
but this is another conference title. And look at the way Clemson did it. Look how locked in they were. So from the outside, so many of us that cover Clemson were looking at, well, it's just a little check mark. Yeah, another week. We'll go up there. We'll see what happens. But 62 to 17, giving Bryce Perkins nothing, giving Virginia no room to breathe, just being an absolute boa constrictor defensively. I've upgraded this win. And then Bryce Perkins turned around, played really well against Florida. And Florida has as many NFL picks on its defense as Clemson does. But you see the difference in the player development and the focus with which Clemson can play when they are locked in and they've got something dialed up by Brent Venables and they put that game plan into action. And we saw it this year in the Queen City, Clemson 62, Virginia 17. It was for a title on a neutral field, and it was dominant. So top 29 wins for Clemson in its 29-game winning streak. We're all the way up to number eight now. So number 10 again was the South Carolina victory in 2018, 56-35. That really is just about celebrating Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and those receivers. Number nine on the list, 2018 Pitt in the ACC Championship. Number eight on the list, 2019 over Virginia, ranked at the time, 62-17 in the ACC Championship. We'll take a break there, and we'll be back with you tomorrow with more Locked on Clemson, more baseball preview, and more of this feature. Clemson's top 29 wins in its 29-game winning streak, and we'll look ahead to Clemson on the hardwood as well. So be sure to keep it locked in here. Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your favorite podcast, you can find Locked On Clemson and the Locked On Podcast Network.